Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Stand to your feet. Let's just welcome Pastor Ross as he comes to share today. Thank you, Peter. Wow. Great to be in church just to worship God. And uh, as we were worshiping, I was, I, just one word dropped in my heart that God wants to enrich our lives. He doesn't take from us. The only things he takes from us are things that are destroying us. But he wants to enrich, overflow. And that was a great story, Peter. Selling the veggies, that's just out there. <laughs> but God wants to enrich your life. And sometimes we think, oh God, you're not supplying, but he wants to enrich our lives. And that song that we sang, Call Upon the Name of the Lord. I heard the cry of some hearts And it wasn't just for need, it was to get to know you better. There's a cry in hearts, I want to know you better. And then there was also a cry for breakthrough, because you are desperate for something to change in your life, your world, your body. There is faith in the house. And we're going to pray at the end of my message today for breakthrough. Father, we reach up to heaven right now. Thank you for your amazing word, your presence, your love. Lord, you've come to set us free. You've come to overflow our lives. You've come to enrich us, Lord, so that we live full lives of blessing and overflow and provision and strength in our relationships and all that we are. And I thank you for your word now that will just touch and impact our lives in Jesus' awesome name. Amen. Let's take our seats. It's great to see you all. God is so good. We started a series on prayer a couple of weeks ago, empowering prayer. And then we watched the uh, War Room movie. That was just so impacting. And our life groups are doing a series on that. And I know that many are pressing in in prayer, taking more time in prayer. And so we started a series on prayer. And number one, prayer is relationship with our God. It's not just asking for answers and breakthroughs. When we think of prayer, a lot of people think, well, I just need to pray and ask God for more breakthroughs and ask for my relatives to come to know Christ or I need some uh, health issues dealt with. That is part of prayer. That's petition. And we'll talk about that later. But prayer, number one, is strengthening our relationship. It's like breathing. Our bodies breathe. Prayer is like breathing in our spirit where we're connecting and, and just letting that life flow from us to God and from God to us. And He's calling us to spend time in His presence, to be transformed in His presence, because the Lord wants to be close to you. He really wants to be close to you. He loves you and longs for a daily growing relationship of trust, sharing, praise, and worship, where we are drawn together to listen to His voice. And the more I read about Jesus, He got up early in the morning, prayed all night sometimes, I think this is Jesus, the Son of God, and he chose to spend lots of time with God. At times he was in the middle of revival meetings and he sort of prayed for lots of people. Then he left and said, I've got to go and spend time with the Father to get ready for the next day. I thought, wow, even in the midst of success, he knew that he couldn't rely on last week's prayers. He needed to touch God afresh every day. And that's the calling of our Father over our lives at this time, that we grow closer to our Lord. Now, last week we talked about praying the prayer of faith. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. And it says in uh, James 5 that uh, if anyone is in trouble, let them pray. Anyone happy, let them sing songs of praise. Is any among you sick? Call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith. So that means you can pray prayers without faith. I'm sure we've all prayed some prayers without faith because we do it out of religious duty or we know we should include God, but there's not much faith with it. 
God, please come and help me. Other times there's faith. And you know, you know that there's something coming from your spirit of reaching out to our Father and our God. And I believe there's faith in this house. There is faith here today and there is faith in our church to see more and more breakthroughs. Maybe you're in the middle of a battle for your uh, life or your family or situation. I want to say keep praying the prayer of faith. Those promises God's given you, those prophecies, those dreams, those visions, keep praying those over your life and over others. Keep adding faith to it and say, God, I know you've given me this promise. Therefore, in faith, I believe it's going to come to pass. Even if it takes months or years or decades, God, we're going to keep declaring you have given me this word and by faith, we will see it come to pass. God responds to that. He loves faith in, the, in our hearts. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we shared last week and stirred our, our hearts in faith. And I also shared that prayer and time spent with God changes us, changes us sometimes much more than the people or situations we're praying about. When you start praying, guess what? God starts working on your heart. He'll give you a new compassion for the people or the situation. He'll start to stir you about forgiveness before the breakthrough comes. He'll start to stir your heart to bring a place of surrender and not just your desire, but his desires. And so that's why some people don't pray a lot. Every time I pray, God starts working on me. He said, that's right, because that's part of the answer. Because sometimes we're part of the problem. And as we pray and take time with God, and even today, like you're worshiping and just surrendering and crying out to God, God is changing us in His presence, in His image, and His grace. And I thank God that He is there drawing us and changing us. And He wants to use those pressures to transform our hearts. Number four is authority in prayer. God wants us to pray with authority. As Marilyn shared this morning, Jesus, when He rose from the dead, he took all the keys of hell and death and all authority is there. And then he said, I give it to my believers, my sons and daughters. Today, we have authority in prayer. You don't have to come with lacking confidence saying, I'm not sure if God's going to hear my prayer. You have authority in prayer. And I love being in prayer meetings or praying together. And all of a sudden, someone starts to pray with authority. Doesn't mean they're praying louder doesn't mean they're, they're uh, having to quote lots of scriptures or to speak King James English or whatever we think might indicate power or authority. But there's just an authority in their prayer because they know their God and they know their promises. And I love being around people who pray with authority. They know that God's hearing their prayer. A lot of people pray hoping something might happen. A lot of people pray wishing something might happen. A lot of people pray wondering if they're doing it well because they're thinking more about the people around them than they are actually about the God that they're praying to. That's why I close my eyes in prayer sometimes so I don't get distracted and see people's faith or lack of while I'm praying because I'm talking to God. And when you touch God and He touches you, you've got authority. There's a boldness and authority that comes. There's a confidence that comes. And I believe God's stirring our church, you and I, to pray with authority. And God stirred my heart years ago. He says, don't just pray hoping for something to happen. Pray with faith and authority, knowing something is happening. That's faith. That when you bring an issue to God, saying, God, change me. God, set me free. Transform my situation. 
touch our city. There's an authority and a boldness and a confidence in your soul. And you might say, well, I don't really have that. What I've realized, it's a, it's a growing journey and God will sometimes give you authority in one area of your life first. I know some people, if there's financial challenge, they can pray and God always meets their need in finance. But it might be in health or in breaking through challenges in their life, they struggle. If you get authority in one area, grow in that and it'll start to spill over to other areas. That's what I've found in my life. And God will often give you one. It'll just one area will just seem easy. Evangelists, they just find it easy to lead people to Jesus. Lord, I want to meet someone this week and lead them to Jesus. And it happens. And that doesn't happen for me. They've just got a confidence and authority and a gift in their life in that area. Others pray for the sick and regularly see people improve or get well. And sometimes even miracles. They I wish I had that. Well, work with your strength and keep reaching, reaching out because God wants to enrich you so that your place of authority grows in all areas of your life. Some people are great at praying, brothers, but they're terrible about praying about themselves because they're scared that God might want them to change. So they're great at ministering to others, but they've got all these defensive walls around their own soul. Guess what? God wants to change you so that he can flow freely through you to touch others and God will give you authority. And when you've seen some answers in an area, there's a boldness. There's an authority thing. I know. I can pray. I know God's going to answer this prayer. And I believe that God's taking us on a journey of increased faith and authority in your life. All of us are confident and may be very proficient in certain areas of our life and we're all students trying to get confidence in another area. That's okay. That's what the journey of life is about. Don't give up and say, no, that's not me. God wants us to grow in authority in prayer. And we saw that Liz Jordan in the War Room movie. She didn't really know how to pray and she's in her closet. And then one night, the cry and the need and the challenge, and she realized her marriage and family was under significant attack. And all of a sudden, she stepped out in that room and a little bit cautiously, but by the end of that prayer, she's there kicking the devil out of her house and, and asking back for a joy. And, and there's authority comes in a voice because she realized it was hers, but the enemy had bluffed her out of it. I, I feel God stirring you. Step up with authority. Declare, believe in Jesus' name. We then also talked about persevering prayer. Don't give up. Just keep praying and believe. Ask and keep on asking, the scripture says. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened. It's not that God is a deaf and can't hear your prayer. Sometimes he wants to see whether you're really serious about that. And in the process of asking, seeking, knocking, God sees your faith and heart grow. So when he does answer, you don't take it and say, well, I got that answer. You fully know this is God's breakthrough and you will value it and treasure it and you'll be able to teach others how to pray and ask God as well. Today, I want to move on to uh, the next area of praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to be our helper. And whenever in my journey of life I need help, I've learned, ask the helper. Ask the divine helper. Jesus said, it's actually better I go to heaven and send the helper than if I'm here. Because if I'm here on earth, I can only be in one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit is our helper. So if you're wrestling or struggling with prayer and knowing how to just worship more freely or pray with more authority or, or not giving up in prayer, ask the helper, the Holy Spirit. 
because that's his role and he loves to come beside you say well I can't see the Holy Spirit so how do I get his help the Holy Spirit has come lives inside of us when we are born again we are born again by the Spirit of God and then many of us have been filled or overflowing with the Holy Spirit where he gives us a gift of a heavenly language or a prayer language or a worship language that comes from your spirit direct to God it bypasses your brain because sometimes we just mess it up with our brain. Think, oh, I can't really pray that way. Or I can't, oh, you get distracted in your brain. You start praying in your spirit and all of a sudden your spirit person gets alive to God. And then your mind and understanding gets switched on and prayer can move from a five minute run out of things to say type prayer to a half an hour can't wait to do some more because your spirit just connects with God. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, pray in that heavenly language. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 14, 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. So that's a gift. The help of the Holy Spirit is there to help you understand the Word of God. You pray over the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit's there to bring revelation, insight, understanding, take you to another level of relationship with God, give you insight and understanding and wisdom how life and people and finances and business works. Oh, thank God for Him, the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And for those self-sufficient ones out there, I've learned the more self-sufficient you are, the thicker the walls that happen to come across our lives. The greater the challenges until we realize, hey God, I need you every day. I need you, I need your help and he will give you confidence, authority, boldness to pray in the Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, it's amazing the things God will get you to pray for and to the revelation will come. I remember my mum was a real prayer and she used to talk about praying through. I'm thinking, what on earth are you praying through? Praying through the wall? Praying through what? You know, through on the roof? Make sure the prayer gets... A lot of the old timers used to say, we would pray in the spirit and with our understanding and a burden would come in our heart for a relative or a sickness or a need or a missionary or, a, or a, the new neighbors down the street and you would pray and you would pray being led by the spirit until you came to a place of breakthrough or release or joy or freedom. And I've experienced that at times where you've got this burden and you're praying and then all of a sudden it's like something lifts or changes or you just know that you know that you know that God's heard and things are going to turn around. And from then you move from asking to thanksgiving and, to, and just celebrating and worshipping. Too often we don't pray through. Sometimes it's 30 seconds and sometimes it may be a half an hour or it may, might be a process over days or weeks or months where you just don't give up holding on for the promise that God's given you for a breakthrough or a change in our lives. In our instant world, we want our prayers to be instant. instant. But there's a process of relationship and God wants to take us where you learn to pray, to worship until you know that something shifted in the heavenlies, something has been released in your soul, a faith is re released and something's changing. It's not that God's hard to move, it's our souls and it's the spirit world around us. There are times you've just got to understand how to pray through until the breakthrough comes and there's a release. You'll, you'll know, you say, hell I know, you will know. There'll be a freedom, a joy, a release, a confidence. 
and then you walk on in faith until you see that come to pass. The Holy Spirit will show that. Often he will give you clear direction. Saying, God, I need an answer. I need wisdom. As you pray, you will know God will turn it around and something will happen. The next one, prayer is also a calling on God. And that song this morning, this really burned in my heart. The Bible says, which is the song verse we sang today, Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Everyone. That includes you and I. That includes the ones who feel so strong in faith and those that aren't quite sure where it all fits. Or you know that you've failed and given into temptation and sin. The Bible says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word saved is sozo, which means wholeness. So it's not just experiencing salvation from your sins. The word sozo means wholeness. So when you call upon the name of the Lord, you are opening your heart and soul for restoration, transformation, healing in your body, renewing of your mind, freedom and healing in your soul, hope for the future, fear being dealt with, anxieties laid down. So when you call upon the name of the Lord from your heart, from your soul, you will be saved. Not might be, not hope so. The promise of God is says, you will be saved. And God wants us to pray for our families with renewed authority and breakthrough. And there are times where we just settle for so much less that God wants to put authority and faith in our hearts. I'm reminded while I'm sharing today of a couple that were in ministry that we met many years ago from America. They had a son who was in his early 20s. He was away from God. He'd been called to serve the Lord and he had deliberately run away because he just didn't want to do that. And it had been going on for several years and then one day God spoke to him in their prayer and said, you are to pray and seek God. And they fasted a lot of meals and they pressed into God until he came back to Jesus. They didn't know how long it was going to go. So it went on for one week, two weeks, three weeks. They just gave extra time and they started to speak the name of Jesus over their son wherever he was. God, you get him. You love him. You show him. You remind him. He was way away from God. Went for three months, 90 days. It was just over the 100-day mark where they just refused to give up and said, God, you've promised and we are not going to let go. And one day... This guy was sitting in a hotel drinking, half drunk, and all of a sudden, I don't know if it was an angel, came and slapped him and threw him on the ground off that hotel seat. No one hit him. It was in the spirit. Someone threw him to the ground. He got up weeping because he knew God had come to arrest him. He went running running home, got his life right with Jesus, and then for the next 40 years traveled the world preaching the gospel, and thousands got saved. But that probably wouldn't have happened if a parent, two, his parents decided your word is greater than what some son or daughter is going to do with their selfish life. I've never forgotten that story because I heard the son come and preach and move in the power of the Spirit and he had a revelation from God. I thought, wow, thank God your parents didn't give up on that promise of God. You say, well, I've tried that. 
Some of you have been praying faithfully. Don't give up. And there are seasons where God will cause you to press in and take a hold of God's promise with a faith and you will call upon the name of the Lord and refuse to give up. Now we can't force someone's will to change, but God has ways to reach people's hearts. Way beyond what we can say or do. We've done all our best efforts to turn some people around. Sometimes we pushed them away further. But when you call upon the name of the Lord, the Spirit of God can come in His divine, powerful ways. He can come and slowly, wherever that person turns, they meet Christians. I'm amazed. You pray for people all of a sudden. I say, I don't know. All my new neighbors, all my new workmates are Christians. God's after me, I think. I said, well, He might be. And you've been praying for who knows how long. God has ways. Because he loves everyone and he wants everyone to be saved, healed, restored. And I just feel a stirring of God's heart today. Call on the name of the Lord. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You do not yet know. Wow. Call to me. Cry out to me. Not that God's deaf. But we live in a broken, fallen world and He wants us to step up, to speak out, to cry out from our spirits for His kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, in our city, in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, in our households, in our friendships. God, change this place. Change my heart so that you can flow through our lives. Psalm 4, 1 and 3 says, Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Wow. There are times where you just cry out for God's mercy and grace. I remember hearing a story of a guy who had a real passion to be an evangelist and to see people get healed and set free. And he prayed and sought God and no miracles were happening and and one day he went on this missions trip to Mexico where he knew there were lots of poor people and desperate people. And uh, it's like going to India or somewhere in Asia where there's so many people desperately needing help. He thought, surely God will bring healing. For weeks he would preach and pray his heart out and no one was getting healed. He says, God, what on earth is going on? You've told me. And one night he gave up, said, Lord, I just can't do it. Just reach out and have mercy on these people. And immediately people jumped up getting healed. <laughs> it was like he was trying to make it happen. <laughs> and he just surrendered his desire that was mixed with all sorts of motives and issues. He said, God, just have mercy on these broken people and heal them. And all of a sudden, the power of God, he said, I never forgot that moment where it was a place of surrender of me to God's sovereignty and grace. Call on the name of the Lord. Verse 3, know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Psalm 61, verse 1 and 2. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. What a great song. That's a chorus we used to sing. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend to my prayer. Prayer is also seeking God's face. And we started with this the first week about Moses seeking God's face. 
a well-known verse on prayer. Listen to this, 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So they're not just crying out for our nation or our land. You are seeking God's face. Often we seek his hand to bring about a breakthrough. God's, if you seek my face, you'll also get my heart and my hand and lives will be transformed. Sometimes we so seek after the, the thing and God says, seek me. And in the process, you'll get all the rest. If you want to be healed, just get close to Jesus, who is the healer. If you want to be restored, get close to Christ because he is the one who transforms. If you want to know amazing, awesome, compassionate love, get close to the Father who pours out his love over our hearts. He wants us to be specific, but he also wants us to seek him, not just the answer. In the process, we'll get often more than we asked. Seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What a beautiful, beautiful promise for our nation, for our community, for our lives. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Wow, that doesn't mean you have to pray 24-7. But there's a, an awareness of His presence. There is making room for God's Spirit. And you know, the first thing you do when you wake up is not turn the telly on or check out your Facebook messages. You take some time to talk to the Lord and connect with Him. Even you might be having your shower or doing your coffee or whatever, or you put some music on. You're just connecting with your awesome Lord. You are seeking Him first. Making room him in our lives jeremiah 29 11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and will come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart this is one of the reasons god doesn't sometimes immediately answer our prayers because there's other stuff in our heart that needs getting sorted, sorted out. There is pain and wounds and fear and anxiety and junk and stuff and agendas. And we're still on the process of being able to pray like Jesus said, not my will but yours be done. Dealing with selfishness. Junk in our souls that sometimes not even our fault but we've just inherited from the past or we've just protecting our own souls. God says, hey... Are you willing to let me come? And like I shared the other week, are you allowed to let? Are you willing to let God knock on the door of the part of your heart, that room that you've kept locked because it's too painful? It says, if you seek me with all your heart, if you've got stuff locked inside, it's not actually all of your heart that you're seeking God with because there's still some of it that is full of pain or fear or junk. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect because God's grace is amazing. But he will progressively draw your heart and say, hey, it's time to open the door on that area of your soul that has hindered you or caused you to step back when the pressure's on. God loves you so much. So in our prayer and worship, <clears throat> from time to time when he knows you're ready, say, okay, are you ready? 
the mature ones are the ones who keep saying yes. The ones who mature are the ones who keep saying, yes, Holy Spirit, touch me, heal me, set me free. If we keep saying no, we wrestle and struggle unnecessarily. Fears and anxieties have a place of residence in our soul that they don't need to have. It says, if you cry out to me with all your heart. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Cry out to him with all of your heart that you know you can and be open for the Lord to say, hey, I want to come and bring some healing and wholeness to your soul. And then you will find he will open up his soul and you, he would transform your heart. Some people say, well, how should you pray? Well, the Bible's full of it. You can get on your knees. You can stand with your hands raised. You can keep your eyes open. You can close your eyes. When you're praying for kids, it's really good to keep your eyes open because they'll be gone when you open them up. Or they'll be eating all your food if you close your eyes when grace is on. There are times it's really important to keep your eyes open. You know? So it's not, there's no one set thing. Sometimes you, you feel you lie prostrate on your face before God. Sometimes I love walking and praying or driving and praying. You can do all those things. You can sit quietly. You can be singing and speaking and doing whatever. There's no set way, but some, there may be certain things that you really, helps you really connect with God. Do whatever helps your soul connect with your God. And don't judge anyone saying, well, that's not the way you pray. I've had that happen. I've been in a group of new Christians and someone starts praying and someone will say, that's not how you pray. I'm thinking, well, that's not really the right time or way to do that because they didn't use the name of Jesus in the right spot, you know. Hey, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, but hey, it's a cry of the heart. There's times to teach and encourage and support. And if someone's clearly praying a whole lot of very self-centered prayers and they haven't quite got it, there's time to maybe sit and have a chat and teach, but not in the middle of their prayer. <laughs> Take some time. Kids, when they cry out to God, they pray the most beautiful prayers, but they don't always get it in right order that we would understand, but God's here in their heart. And as they grow, there's a place where it gets clearer and more whole and not as self-centered and all that. And that's a beautiful privilege to watch. And sometimes if you're struggling in your prayer life, just get with some on-fire kids for Jesus and they will unravel your heart and get you back in love with Jesus. It really, really is good. Or with a new Christian who doesn't quite know all the ways to what we would consider right prayer, but their heart just cries out to God. And I don't know why, but they find the car parks that we can't find. You know, Lord, I need help. There it is. Sometimes God does that to draw them in. But as we grow and mature, he wants us to mature in our pathway. Wow. Lift up your hands to God. Pastor Abram's in next week and the week after we'll pick it up some more. I just want to um, share one more verse as the worship team come on down. I'm going to talk about um, corporate prayer and the power of that. And prayer is drawing near to God. Hebrews 4.14 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Mate, sometimes we're crawling on our knees saying, help me, God. Wondering whether he's going to answer. 
There are times just to cry out for his mercy. But it says to approach his throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God is calling us to reach out to him today. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. What does that verse mean to you today? Let's stand in his presence right now. What have you been calling out to God for? What's the call of your heart today? Maybe just to know him better, to seek his face, to to love him, to get understanding. And there's just a drawing of God, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There's a whole lot of people in our church that there's a, a drawing. We're praying more and we're getting drawn more because God loves us. And in the process, we're getting more and more whole and then we can share that love with others. There's some here today, there's a cry in your heart and saying, God, forgive me, help me. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do life. Maybe life is crumbling in on top of you. Someone's invited you today or you just felt drawn to get to church today and the Spirit of God is reaching out to you and He's heard the cry of your heart. Lord, save me. Give me hope. Somehow turn my life around because I can't do this anymore on my own. Depression and discouragement and, and addictions and strongholds have just so swamped my life because, but God, I know you've called me for something better than this, what I'm experiencing right now. God's already hearing the cry of your heart right now. There are believers here and you say, I just can't seem to change. The Spirit of God's calling you. He's knocking on the door of your heart saying, are you willing to let open up the door so I can bring my healing and peace over your soul? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, just reach out to God right now. The presence of God is here right now. Oh, let your spirit just call up to God. Call upon the name. Let's just sing this a couple of times and let your heart reach up to God. Then we're going to pray. What's the call of your... Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.